For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We are live on the Believe in Monsters podcast, a support of the Believe Network. Another night, another week, talking Chicago Bears football. Preseason week number two. Joe Gaither, Chris Krogman, and Lucas Berry all hanging out with you. Before we get going, make sure you go give the podcast a follow at BIM underscore pod. Go find us on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you're listening to this podcast currently. Make sure you rate, subscribe, review. Hit that little uh, bell for every time there's a new episode as we're putting them out weekly. Getting into what is our Chicago Bears. Got a lot to get into tonight on the Believe in Monsters podcast. We're talking about the Chiefs preseason game. The ball boys, Luke and Chris, are going to welcome Matt Nagy back into Soldier Field <laughs> Saturday, uh, and we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the decimation of the Bears wide receiver room, uh, the continued competition at the offensive line position, and, of course, the headline, the main topic tonight, will be Hoquan Smith and his request for a trade. So before we get into all that, all the Bears news and all the debating, we'll talk, go around the room. Lucas Berry, man, how's your week been? How are you doing? I am fantastic. Uh, my week was good up until today when we got this Roquan news. Now I don't really know what to make of what is going on with the Bears or the front office. There's just so many questions that we're going to dive into. Uh, but I am excited to be back here with you guys tonight. And, uh, yeah, we have we have football this week. We have Bears football. Matt Nagy comes back. What a sight that'll be at Soldier Field. Chris, how you feeling, man? I wish I could buy some tickets and go up there just to boo his ass. Uh, I'm good. Uh, Really excited to speak Bears football with y'all. Did y'all see what Matt Nagy said about, like, coming back? Like, something like, oh, uh... I wish I'd have done things different. Like, motherfucker, you didn't do anything different. You never changed anything. <laughs> Ever. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you, do you know what the word different means? It means not the same as before. So, I don't know, man. She's. She'll be doing something different in the stadium this week. Just making sure that Patrick Mahomes and whoever the Chiefs' backup quarterbacks have enough Gatorade when they come off the come off the field. What is his? position with with the quarterback's coach the quarterback's coach don't yell at me like i should care who's their backup quarterback let's see who it is currently obviously henny patty mahomes it's chad henny and shane michelle look me go 
Chad Henney's had to have been in the league for a long time, right? I feel like he's been around forever. 12 years probably, I would guess. He has been around for quite a while. I don't know. 12 years sounds a lot now that I say that out loud. but Dude, he's been in the league. He went to where? Michigan, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Go blue or not. He is 37. He was picked in 2008. 14 years. Whoa. He's he's been in there for a while. Round two. I had to check. I had to check what year it was to so I could do math. (laughs) Anyway. Impressive. What do you want to start with tonight, Krogman? You're the Joe, how are you, man? No, man. How are you? Uh, you you got some personal news to announce. Your other uh, your other gigs getting big. Your cup of Joe is everybody. What everybody wants to drink in the morning. <laughs> sip you some sip you some Gator and get you some caffeine. Talk yep. about uh, the days goings ons and uh, Edwin Diaz and Narcos. Yeah, I opened with that. Uh, that's that, that on Monday uh, to kind of get after the Braves fans who listen to Tide 100.9. I don't even really think that. I don't even really think that they put two and two together, but that was fine. Uh, yeah, my, I, I'm on Tide 100.9. Uh, this is my fifth or sixth week now uh, with with the show. 11 a.m. to noon central, so it's a cup of Joe, a little midday madness, and we got the we got the show put up, put on Apple and put on Spotify and. Of course, you can always listen on the free Tide 100.9 app, but really just trying to break up the monotony of Alabama football. Nick Saban is the best. Uh, I mean, we we do that pretty much all day long on my radio station, and I do definitely think that Coach Saban is the best coach in college football, but I try to uh, cover other topics as well when they're relevant. Braves are relevant. I mean, they got the shit kicked out of them last weekend but they are relevant they did win a whole bunch of games against a bunch of sub 500 teams so somehow that made them relevant but uh this is a football podcast and it's good to uh it's good to have you joe a professional radio man on this believe in monsters podcast what do we want to start with uh you know i i mean i guess we're just gonna have to start with with Roquan Smith, uh, we can get into position battles, offensive line, wide receiver injuries, things of that nature in a bit. Uh, biggest news, like we said at the top of the show, Roquan Smith requested a trade. Ryan Poles had a was it a scheduled presser anyway? Was he supposed to speak mm. to the media? So he came oh. out and, and spoke on the situation, specifically talking about uh, Ian Rappaport's tweet where Roquan had in his notes app his diatribe <laughs> of uh, how he felt mistreated and this the organization didn't respect him or didn't. I uh, feel like he was worth the amount of money that he's asking for, which by all accounts is somewhere north of $20 million, call it 21, 22, whatever. He wants to get paid more than Darius Leonard or Fred Werner. Um, our own Lucas Berry had a very nice thread on the matter. Go check him out. Uh, L. Be- you need to put your Twitter name back in your handle because I'm fuck. I'm terrible with this thing. L. Berry. L. Berry underscore forty. 
L40 underscore Barry. Follow him. Just look up Lucas Barry on Twitter. He's the man. He's the only one there is. Uh, anyway, no, find him. Find him. Lucas has amazing threads on great Bears topics. This is the most balanced dude. Well, he presents himself very well balanced on Twitter. You get him outside of Twitter, he might go a little cuckoo, but that's okay. Um, Good thread on basically the balance of what this negotiation looks like. The Ryan Poles' follow-up press conference basically sounded like he was a little surprised at Roquan's publicity of the situation. What did you guys think? Do we think that uh, this is Roquan's tactic to further the negotiations or bring the, I mean, that without an agent, he didn't really know what a better tactic would be to further bring the two sides together. Cause it sounds like uh, you're exactly right. It sounds like he's asking for North of 20 million. And it sounds like the bears have come in right around that 15, 16 range. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Lucas, but, uh, well, but it, that's not totally true. It sounds like the bears. Well, what I thought was interesting in Ryan Poles' presser is he said record-setting contract, right? And then Rappaport uh, mentioned this morning that the actual salary of Roquan's contract wouldn't be record-setting, but the way he framed it made me think that there was a way for this contract to be the largest linebacker contract in NFL history. Um, it sounds like the Bears backloaded the deal so that it would increase the average annual value where they'll just give him an insane amount in his last year of the contract, which would bring whatever four or five years average amount over the Leonard deal. So he would average 20 to whatever. So technically, yes, the contract would actually make him probably the highest paid linebacker, but it sounds like that would all be backloaded money. And there was other stuff in there uh, to kind of maneuver around, which I guess if you don't have an agent that could come off as, oh, these guys are trying to screw me, when really I look at it as you're not really as good as Darius Leonard and you should have to earn some of the stuff that's in this deal. Do we do we think that he's not necessarily as good as Darius Leonard or was Darius Leonard in a better situation? Under I think he's not as good as Darius Leonard. I mean, I just Fair enough. look at... I, mean, I think it's... you look at turnovers. I mean, if we're talking about linebackers, I honestly think... You know, cornerbacks, sure. Edge rusher, sure. Pam. Linebackers, I feel like you can find pretty good linebackers off the streets. I think Roquan's phenomenal. I think he's definitely top 10. I think he's probably top five linebacker in the league. But my big thing is takeaways. I mean, Darius Leonard has 28 over his four years in the NFL. That's just absurd. That's game-changing stuff. Roquan has six. I mean, plain and simple, I just think you're paying Leonard to make plays like that. That's game-changing stuff. The one well, – I, I respect that, uh, that, you know, that opinion, and I think you're right, Lucas, and I'm more or less just playing devil's advocate because, you know, somebody has to. But the, the 28 takeaways one, – one, one statistic I saw was Leonard has, like, 15 forced fumbles or something like that, and Ruben yeah, has, like, two – yeah, so one, I think it was actually that that puts uh, one. Okay, so that puts the the remaining twenty eight. Uh, quick math: fourteen picks for Leonard, uh, and like what six for Roquan. So yeah, in that five. situation, I think 
Leonard is in a better defense to cause to cause turnovers. You know, he's in a cover two quarterback facing defense that allows him to have his eyes on the ball more. So, but the force fumbles is massive. That's, that's a big fucking deal. Um, and whether or not he was coached better and knows how to punch the ball out is irrelevant. Everybody punches the ball out since peanut started doing it, you know, 15, 20 years ago. So, uh, it's, how much it's a good projecting his his uh production in the new Matt Eberflus uh in the new Matt Eberflus system to to kind of piggyback off Chris's point to say oh I'm about to be playing that Darius Leonard role. Well, I think it's I see the middle. Uh, they said he was going to be playing Will, uh, the same position as Leonard. But I mean, I don't really think it's fair to to just say project that he'll be you know, so much better in this defense or won't be as good either or I think is is kind of unfair. Um, you know, like I said, I think Roquan is phenomenal. I would love to keep him here, but I can't sit here and tell you that I think he's better than Leonard. I just think I, even Warner, I think Warner's better better player than, than Roquan. So, um, but it's, I mean, that's how the NFL works. You know, the next guy in line always gets the highest paid contract, but my big thing is that if the Bears have these what they call the escalators in there, which means basically I was reading up on this. The Vikings did it with Adrian Peterson. It was like if he didn't rush for 1,500 yards, he would lose $1 million out of his roster bonus the next year. So it's like if Roquan, maybe he doesn't get this many turnovers or this many tackles, he might lose money the next year. So that tells me they're trying to incentivize this deal to say if you want to get paid like Darius Leonard, you better put up these numbers. You're going to lose money. The only, the only argument I'll make for that is the team can totally manipulate those numbers. Yeah, oh, for sure. sorry. Oh, sorry, Roquan. You're going to get week 17 off when he's, you know, five tackles away from it. But I, I, I also am a big fan of incentive laden deals because it, it, it makes people work harder. It makes people, uh you know play for it and you shouldn't have to i mean your your work ethic should be there your production should be there if you're that guy and you know like you were saying lucas with the statistics he's has up until this point he can't he can't really claim that he is that guy my biggest issue with the contract as it's kind of been laid out is how backloaded it seems uh to, to lucas's original point and and I get why you want to do that from a management perspective, but from a player perspective, no, you, 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 from a player's perspective, you give me a big bonus up front. You give me a bonus up front. You structure the contract to where that bonus accrues over the course of time. And basically each year goes down in pay uh, because, uh, because the NFL, you can get cut at any time. Uh, unless you're fully guaranteeing the whole contract, uh, which I don't even know if that, if that's been offered, but I would highly doubt it. I, I think that uh, you, you put the money in the front part of the contract that way, you know, and and you keep the incentives, you keep the de-escalators, and you keep the incentives in there, but you but you you know give them a big bonus up front. That way, you can spread those that bonus money out over the course of years. 
but you know, we we've seen we saw Ryan Pace do that, and it, it kind of put the Bears in the position that they're in uh, at the moment, financially speaking. But we're coming up next year on a pretty significant amount of cap space, and so I don't know. I think you, I think, I think you uh, take advantage of that by front loading a contract and offering. My my biggest thing is, oh, and I'll throw it back to you guys with this is. Do you feel like Roquan Smith is mature off the field, a mature person off the field? I almost feel like the note he put out tells me he's not. I mean, exactly. just just from what I read, the way it came off to me was he was begging on his hands and knees for McCaskies to step in and tell Ryan Poles to give him a contract. I mean, Chris, I don't know how you read it, but when I read that, I was like, is this dude literally begging the McCaskies to get Ryan Poles to make him an offer? Like, what is this? Yeah, salvage like, the deal is such a such like, a beggar term, you know? It is. Like, <laughs> and just the way it came off to me, I don't know. He made it seem like he really just wanted to paint these front office guys as like these terrible dudes when it's just like part of the issue is that he doesn't have an agent. So like these negotiations are rough. They're not going to go easy on him because he doesn't have an agent. I mean, if you're sitting there at the negotiating table, they're going to tell you, why you aren't worth X amount of money. And yeah, it might hurt your feelings, but generally these aren't conversations you're having with the owner. It's generally your agent. And you're just saying your agent's coming back to you and saying, Hey, I, you know, this is what their offer is. So I think there's been some, some feelings got hurt in there, but now that this came out, I mean, if I was Ryan Poles, I'd be pissed. Like there's no reason for this to go public. sounds like he's just kind of throwing a fit at this point. Yeah, like I said, I mean, Paul seemed kind of taken aback that he went public. He, he, yeah, I, I think he even said as much and like flat out said that in the presser that, like, you know, I don't know why Roquan felt the need to go public with this. I thought we were in a good spot. I thought that he would feel respected by this deal, but obviously he doesn't. Uh, and I'm disappointed in where we're at in the in the negotiations. Uh, so I, I I don't know where I got these Len, these Leonard numbers, but like she's talking about like front loading or back loading the contract. So Leonard got five years, ninety eight point two five, uh, fifty two and a half guaranteed. So essentially like two and two thirds years guaranteed at the nineteen point six five million dollars a year money. So. I guess, you know, like I'm comfortable around 17, 18 for Roquan with, you know, two to three years guaranteed. But I mean, I, he, he's, he shouldn't be the highest paid defensive player in the game. I mean, or highest paid linebacker in the game. And if you want to bump that up due to, like I talked about last week, the salary cap going up, then that's fine. But like that doesn't give Darius Leonard a race. I mean, you're still not better just because the economy changed and the cap numbers went up and you're getting more, you're getting the same percentage of cap of more dollars per year than a better player. And like you said, Lucas, it's, it's unfortunate that you don't have an agent and somebody to kind of sugarcoat it for you. Or tell you, no, nah, baby, no, nah, baby, you're still good. You're so great. We're we're gonna get you the deal. And on the back end, the agent's getting his his ass kicked. With look, man, he's only caused six turnovers, one forced fumble, 
Um, he's missed time with an STD. He's had accusations of, you know, sexual misconduct, which weirdly went away, which we kind of talked about last week. I don't remember if that was off the air or not. But anyway. No, and then he, he had, I mean, the Abella Danger off the field thing. And, and nothing wrong with hang out with who you want to. But I, to me, it's like that making that uh getting and making that public enough to be in, in in social media strikes me as immature strikes Irresponsi- me as- irresponsible you're already exactly. playing a violent game and you're putting your health at risk by keeping the company of you know some looser a, people a actresses you know if it, yeah. it feels like he, 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 look at me i'm just doing you know and then you got the he holds out in his first year over over offset language up until basically the last day he's a weird dude uh, yes that's he's what it all, it, it well, all boils down to he's just a weirdo is what it seems like uh he's got the flower picture out there the big daisies smiling <laughs> like a goofball i mean like look it's, it's fine he he he's fast on the field he's you know people are saying like blue chip prospect and stuff like that. And you got to pay your talent. And it's like, yeah, that's all well and good. Assuming. And we had this, like, this is essentially my wide receiver argument. You don't see too many Super Bowl winning teams with a hall of fame linebacker at hall of fame, middle linebacker. And even then they're hall of fame, middle linebackers, top paid player, middle linebackers, Ray Lewis, you know, Erlacher when he took, when they went to the Super Bowl, are we saying Roquan is on that level? Is that what he's saying? Yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm the, the flip side of this is that, you know, depending, I, I really don't, we don't know what polls actually offered, you know, hopefully he did give him a fair offer. I mean, if he's offering him, 15 million a year or 14 million a year. Yeah. Okay. I, I would maybe be mad about that if I was Roquan. I mean, I could understand if he made up to 20 million a year, but I guess my overlying point is that you're going to be paying him top of the league linebacker money when he's really not going to be the top of the league performing linebacker. I mean, he's going to be very solid for your defense, but really, I mean, they have to see what the breaking point is for him. What, where you know what his cutoff is and what the most polls will offer him is and if they're not going to meet you got to get rid of him and get something back for him i mean maybe maybe he offered riley reed <laughs> at this point I, I wouldn't blame polls if they if they say if they just fax the damn contract offer over to Rappaport. oh sick burn let let ian be his public agent like hey all teams, do you feel like this is a fair deal? No, I'm just like, exactly. You, you, I mean, you go find your boy Adam Hogue or Johns or whoever you like in the, in the media, and you say, this was the offer. I mean, if we're going to do this public negotiation, if we're going to do this public, I'm asking for a trade, they disrespected me, and you want to, because basically you guys have hit on it either on social media or, 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 or right here on the podcast. This is just a tactic that Roquan's used to get the fan base on his side to say, oh, big bad Ryan Polish, he's messed up again. Look at this newbie. He, he, he doesn't know what he's doing as general manager. Well, F you, dude. This is the contract we offered. Uh, and even, I mean, I don't, 
It's hard to, it's hard to say um, you're disrespecting anyone when you're offering them o- at least over $18 million a year. I'd be curious. So like, you know, all Twitter GMs and Bears fans have their opinions about, you know, bad look or, you know, oh, another strike against polls and look at this dum-dum or whatever. And did we really upgrade from Ryan Pace or whatever? And like former players saying like, oh, he's so talented, pay the man or trade the man, blah, blah, blah. Like you don't hear a whole lot of former GMs. Like I want to hear what Lewis Riddick has to say. I want to hear what Daniel Jeremiah has to say. I, I haven't seen anything from those guys. If you guys have, you know, please let me know. But it's all players union people or stupid Bears Twitter fans that are just like oh, crying about it. Hear from. They're the like, last people I want to hear. I mean, there's a lot of level heads on Bears Twitter. Don't get me wrong, but there's also just a lot of instant reaction like it's one way or the other like yeah don't offer him shit or roquan's you know jesus in in you know a middle linebacker for the chicago bears pay him 50 million dollars like it's there's no in between with with a lot of the reactionary twitter guys i mean i was at the end of all this you know i was a little bit shocked when rap went on chicago radio and said that you know, Roquan could potentially fetch a first and more picks. And honestly, if that's the case, I'm not even... If Roquan is going to entertain a first plus other picks, I'm probably not even entertaining re-signing him if that's actually what the return would be. I would just send him wherever, whoever's willing to offer that. Did you just call him Roquan? Because I love it if no. you did. If that just slipped out, then that's Bro- what we're calling We're calling him Roquan. Bro, no, but I mean, what do you guys think? Picks. If if a team is offering you a first a first round pick and a third or a fourth round pick, are you even entertaining resigning, or are you just shipping them out tomorrow? Bye. Peace mode. I, mean, I do say- think I do think there is a world though where I hope it doesn't happen. But if the Bears somehow didn't get a first round pick out of this and lost Roquan, I I would be a little bit upset with Ryan Poles. I mean, what's your, bottom, what's your bottom line here? I mean, if we don't think he's worth top dollar, is he worth a first or is it more like a second or two seconds? I think, I think with his age and just, I, like I said, I do think he is that. T- I think some team would give you that. Some team would probably overpay. I compared it to the Mac situation. I know people are saying he's not Cleo Mac. Well, yeah, but if you're a Super Bowl contending team and you need a linebacker for $10 million this year and you have the money to extend him in the future, you'd probably give up a first for him. So the only thing, like, the only, the only Mac, the only, the only problem with Mac is it's a different position and it's a, like an elite position, a top four position. Yeah. But we also gave up more. We gave up basically three first round picks for him, right? Oh, you're talking about coming to us, not going out? Correct. Gotcha. Okay. I, yeah. Uh, like, I would have never, well, like, I didn't think Amari Cooper would fetch a first. I didn't think Von Miller would fetch a first at his age, but shit, man, you never what know. What did Von get? Von got two seconds. I thought he got a, f- uh, maybe you're right. Maybe it was two seconds. He did. He got two seconds, first, but still, I think all things considered, yeah, I mean, I, you know, rap is decently plugged in, so it gives me hope that it's definitely possible you could potentially fetch 
a decent return for him for sure. But I guess my overall Falcons. Yeah, I'm sure Ryan Pace has already inquired, but I guess my overall point is that if you can get that kind of capital and throw it on your offense, hell yeah, I'm doing that. It is time for the Bears to to get with the times. So by this time next week, is he still on the team? Are we having this conversation again, or are we reacting to a trade? I think they'll get a deal done. Ultimately. I think it plays out until the end of the week, end of the preseason. How Stare it down. Yep. Roquan had fired one of the best agents in football to represent himself. The kid, the kid doesn't have his head on straight. In my opinion. I hope Cole spits in his eye then. I mean, that's probably not a good idea. But <laughs> so, like, let's talk about some of the things that people have brought up. You know, kind of as a ripple effect to to this. Like, how Joe? I know, kind of. I think I know Luke's take on this, but Luke, please jump in and and let the folks know how you feel. What do you think this does to like a locker room of young talent or incoming free agents and how they view Ryan Poles and his willingness to either pass out contracts or extend homegrown talent, which is one of the first things he said in his presser was that that's important to him. So does this send that message or is it sending a message of, you know, old school bears of being stingy bastards. I think it depends on what the offer really looks like, and which is why I'm not opposed to now making it public. Because if you've got he said, she said, which is basically where we're at right now, he said being Ryan Paul, Ryan Pace disrespecting me. She said we're offering a transcendent deal. You know. You gotta, you gotta under, you gotta figure out what the truth is, uh, because right now, if you're it, what it says to a, a a a locker room of potentially young talent, I don't know how much young talent is really in that locker room right now, uh, but 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 what it says to them, if they don't know the truth, if they don't know what the truth is, they're probably just gonna side with Roquan or with Roquan and basically go back to same old bears, stingy bears. Oh, Ryan Poles doesn't want to spend money. Oh, he's a new GM. He's, he's anxious about spending his capital. Uh, that's what it sends to me. And that's a little concerning, but on the flip side, you can't just set a precedent. And Luke and I were talking about it. And I think you guys talked about it today in your own time. Uh, you can't just bow down to anybody. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to hold out to get my way. I don't really love that. And I don't really, I didn't really love that with Debo with DK, with DK Metcalf and whoever else we saw this off season. I don't love it with Roquan. I'm just going to sit out to get my way. Uh, I, I think you have to be really careful with how much you are giving concessions to, to that, which is why I think that at this point, so, so some of these Bears reporters need to find out what the actual offer is and the details of the offer and how that looks, uh, you know, not just for Paul's sake, but for Roquan's sake. Who's telling the truth? Definitely. Lucas? 
Well, I think there's also another wrinkle in this that I guess not too many people are talking about, and that is that Ryan Poles did not draft Roquan, so he really has no loyalty to him like he might his own draft picks. So even though Roquan was drafted by the Bears and is what you would say homegrown talent, he's not necessarily a Ryan Poles pick. So, I mean, how does that come off to the players? You know, I'm not entirely sure. I feel like a lot of the younger guys probably don't worry about that kind of stuff too much. I mean, this is really, you know, a brand new team. I don't really think there's that many people in that locker room that are like, like there's not that many people in that locker room still left that have played with Roquan over the years, maybe besides like Eddie Jackson and Jalen Johnson. Mostly everyone else is pretty much gone, so... I don't really think there's like this unwavering loyalty to Roquan in there for whatever reason. Um, So it's kind of hard to tell, but I think, you know, when players who are drafted by Ryan polls, it's time for them to get theirs, you know, negotiating will probably be easier. Cause like if, if Ryan Pace was here, do you guys think Roquan be signed already? You, why wouldn't he do, why didn't he do it last year then? I, I don't know. He had the, just... he had the opportunity to do so, um, and maybe that wasn't you know his maybe his plan was to wait until his his fifth year or whatever. But uh, Poles did come out and say you know he he wants him here. He loves the kid. Um, he's homegrown talent. He they want to pay their their drafted players and the guys that have produced here. So. It comes down to I mean I don't think he also said you know he has a responsibility to the organization and to building a full roster not just you know succumbing to one player's needs so you know to Joe's point and you know I, I spoke to Lucas about this earlier you know you set a precedent of allowing players to kind of push you around by throwing themselves on the floor and crying like a two-year-old, then they're going to do it. But at the same time, this seems to be how negotiations go, you know, like the MLB and the, and the, and the players association, when they had their lockout last year, it was basically like came down to the last few days and they ended up in a lockout situation. So, I mean, maybe this is just how things go, you know, and maybe we're just making too big a deal about their tactics and whatnot, but it's an it's a, another situation with Roquan, and honestly, I have no problem shipping him out. I mean, if if that's what it comes to, but I don't want to be reactionary and be like, oh, what can we get for him? You know, I'm I'm like, let's let's trade him. Like, I would rather keep him for the right price. I mean, he's a young talent, and I don't think we're that far away that he wouldn't be super useful on this team. But it really is at the right price, so that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, Anything else on the Roquan situation, boys? No, but uh, we can hop. We can hop into another, uh, I guess, player front office dispute. Uh, this Tevin Jenkins situation is about as weird of a situation as I have ever seen. Um, so Jenkins missed the first week and a half of training camp. Was not even out there. Rumor dropped from. Was it? I think all the big, big guys, all the big dogs said that you know the Bears were shopping him. 
And now he started practicing again out there with the second team. And Getsy said they were excited to have him and he'd have his chance to earn a starting role. And I don't know. This situation is very bizarre. What What do you guys think of this Tevin Jenkins thing at, at this moment? I know last week we were like, well, you know, it was all speculation about uh, how much he loved football and his back and whatever else. So what do you guys make of this? Sounds like uh, sounds like they played a little hardball with Tevin Jenkins and and, and he got his tail back in the pra- back to the practice field. Are they just getting him to practice so they can ship him away though and say, "Oh, he's practicing and he's healthy." Hmm. I wish I knew. I wish I was up there to 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 be hands on to say. Saturday would be interesting. Is he going to play Saturday? Uh, I'll probably get some, definitely probably get some reps if he's out there practicing. I mean, he's been out yeah. uh, practice a few days now, so and they, they were talking about him like he's kind of ready to go, so. I don't know. That's a, that is a weird situation. Regardless of all the oddities with this dude, you know, if he can legitimately win one of the jobs, do you guys want him on this team is the, I guess is the first question. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. I thought it was weird that, I mean, last week when we were talking about it, I was like, if there's an issue, there's an issue. But trading away one of your young linemen for a minimal asset doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me unless he's that big of an issue. So, Do you think there's more of an issue? Like, if it's an issue with his injuries or whatnot and he's healthy, then that's one thing. But if it is an issue of his you know, desire to play football, then that's that's another story altogether. And obviously... You know, the Bears wouldn't want that to get out. You know, if any any team kind of was like questioning his his willingness to play football or his desire to play football, I don't think they'd want to trade for him. Not necessarily wanting to trade for him if he's hurt either, but, you know, if he's on the mend and he's, you know, just now getting back and like he kind of talked about already, he was never really fully right last year. Uh, it doesn't sound like he should have been doing anything, but the like, previous regime kind of pushed him back in the in the fold. Uh, yeah, it is a weird situation. I mean, I, what do we know? Like the Bears are tight lipped, right? I mean, their PR department they're they they've always been pretty quiet. So, I mean, how how accurate do we think the trade rumors were? Well, that's what I mean. I don't I don't think those big reporters would have put that out there unless it was not unless it was true right so that's why i'm like so confused because it wasn't just like you know joe schmo from x95 radio chicago saying that devin jenkins is on the trade block like it was rap it was it was the big guys so the, the whole thing to me is bizarre and i guess the only thing i i can make out of it you know is maybe we overthought all this and maybe ryan poles and cunningham just weren't as high on Jenkins as we all were when he came out and maybe they just want to get rid of him. But like I said, for a guy that young, it doesn't really make sense to just trade him for nothing. I don't think at least this early. Definitely not. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to make of this situation. It's bizarre, man. It's bizarre. It's it's it'll be interesting Saturday. It'll be interesting. 
So it sounds like the past few days the Bears have had a consistent starting line, though, which is good, I guess. It sounds like their line has been Reef at right tackle, Showfield at right guard, Mustafer at center while Lucas Patrick is out. Uh, you had Whitehair at left guard, and you had Braxton Jones anchor and left tackle. Why don't they put Kramer back in there at center? Uh, I've I've seen some reports that Kramer's is definitely a project and maybe not quite ready, but uh, I mean, I said it last year. I don't. Mustafer being a backup center is not bad. You know, it's unfortunate that Patrick got hurt, but if Mustafer's your backup center, I think you could definitely do worse. I mean, obviously, I don't want him out there starting a bunch of games, but kind of is what it is at this point, and we hope Kramer can eventually win that role. But the uh, the real story to me has been, you know, people are saying that Braxton Jones is is legit, legit, and uh, you know has has a ton of potential to be the future left tackle of his team. I think that's awesome. I hope Lucas Patrick comes back soon. Me too. And poops on in Sam Mustfer's helmet. I don't think he'll be back. I think he'll be back for week two. Of preseason or of the regular season? Of the regular season. Didn't he like break a finger? Yeah, his his snapping thumb. Fucking pitcher. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Do you have a blister? Um, Come on, man. I have no idea. Get a mechanical uh, thumb and just make make it happen, guy. Let's go. Spe- speaking of injuries, Krugman, do you want to run down the Bears' uh, wide receiver injuries that they've suffered this week? I didn't even know injury. half these guys were out until you said it. <laughs> uh, so, Nikhil Harry has a high ankle sprain, apparently very pretty serious. Uh, Second-degree high ankle sprain, which is, which is bad. What did they say uh, six to eight weeks for that? Yeah. Uh, Byron Pringle uh, has something. I can't remember what. Well, I think a quad, in, quad injury. Bayless Jones had a quad injury as well, so maybe I can't remember. There's a lot of wide receivers on the mend. Uh, yeah, wait. Okay, so hold, like, did, was it, were, are we done with the right, with the, with the uh, O-line conversation? Just that we're just going to talk starters? Because they, I just, I did want to touch on Jenkins playing right guard a little bit. Do you guys think he has the... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, go back to it. To make the right guard position. Uh, and what do you think about his willingness to, to move around? And uh, I don't know. To me, that kind of indicates, plus, like... Like that weirdo in the pool, that video talking about how he what that guy that did the video from his pool talking about how uh, Jenkins did that presser and basically blamed himself for everything or took all the responsibility oh, 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 upon oh. himself. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was uh, that was different. So that was a radio host. What? Who, uh, 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 I don't Carmen. know. I don't remember. Yes, something Carmen. So uh, him being able to or being willing to move around and try different positions, play wherever they want him to indicates to me that he wants to be in Chicago. He wants to, you know, move forward. And, and Lucas, I think you've talked about him potentially playing guard at some point because 
of his was just stiffness or arm length. Yeah, I can't remember yeah. what your what your yeah. takes were on that. His arms are not. They're shorter. Yellow T Rex arms. Uh, they're just. So, I mean, they're still pretty long, but they're a bit shorter than you would want out of your tackle. And he he has trouble with uh, you know, subduing pass rushers because of that. So, kicking him to guard would give him some more help inside. But kind of to our point about the starters, I think you know the fact that he missed all those all that time. I think the Bears kind of gave him a lot of time to to show that he was ready to play. I mean, now that they went out and signed Schofield and Whitehair, uh, I mean, he's got basically two veterans at both guard spots that he's not beating out. And Riley Reef, unless he's just absolutely terrible, is probably going to be your starting right tackle. So to me, I think Jenkins has actually an uphill climb to even start on this roster at this point, just because I feel like they brought in these vets to come in here and play because he wasn't ready. So... That doesn't hurt my feelings. Give him more time to marinate and develop on the bench. No, no, but to Chris's question, I don't think he's going to see a lot of reps at guard unless a few guys get hurt and they have to do some massive shuffling. Because from what I've seen so far, they had Borm at left tackle with the second team and Jenkins at right tackle with the second team, and then the rookies fill in both the guard spots, so... Maybe he's the first tackle or first lineman off the bench if someone gets hurt. I don't know. But even that might be Borm's spot at this point. So let's circle back a couple of weeks, like six, eight weeks ago when we were all really concerned about the offensive line. Do we feel kind of good about where we are at the offensive line right now? Obviously, it's still fluid going into the regular season. Still a couple weeks until week number one. But, you know, given what we were feeling midsummer, we're feeling, you know, a little better, pretty good. Better. Better for me. I think they went from a bad offensive line to a below average offensive line. But I at least think it'll help keep Justin upright way more than it would have before. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with it. All, all I really wanted all along was them to bring in a vet, and they brought in two, so I can't complain. They at least now have some good depth, some decent options behind what they have. How you feeling, Chris? Yeah, I feel good. Uh, Schofield and Reef additions. You know, Reef was brought in to potentially be the left tackle starter, and Man, maybe Braxton Jones unseated him before he even settled into his spot. So that's very encouraging. And Schofield's been in this offense before, so he's going to help the O-line adapt. And he said it takes a while for everyone to get on the same page with this offense. So we might see some growing pains in the first three to four weeks but then you know once everybody gets it they get it and it's it's good so hopefully he helps uh everybody transition to this offensive scheme and this this line play um but yeah i feel good i think uh i think we're in a good spot joe you feel good yeah feel feeling warm? better feel feel, feeling closer to good but definitely better uh, it sounds like, you know, it sounds like you got more options 
more options now, uh, especially when you when you look at the backup spot. You, Luke just hit on Larry Borum and, and Tevin Jenkins, kind of being those next two couple guys coming off off the bench. If anybody else gets hurt, and Patrick is going to be back. Yeah, better, good. Let's run that rock. Let's protect Justin Field. Let's uh, play action pass to Cole Komet because everybody else is dead. <laughs> hey man, he's been having a great camp. I don't want to hear the slander. None, no, no, none from me anymore. For at the moment, uh, sounds like he's been doing awesome. It, uh, I guess so far from what I've read, people have been saying the Bears' sh- quick, quick passing game and screen game has been really good in camp. You know, everything's still a work in progress, but it's nice to see, you know, basic fundamental things being incorporated in the offense. And even just seeing some of the videos of some of the route concepts is refreshing to see. Saw some different route concepts today of getting Mooney open on just getting the ball in his hands, like getting him open on a short pass, get him in the open field. It's, it's like magic concepts. Do you think Matt Nagy will be taking notes? Like, Oh man, I wish I'd have used Mooney like that. He'll be taking notes and then he'll look down at his notebook and it'll just be all curls. <laughs> Stop routes. <laughs> Unreal, man. But now the offensive line is definitely what I'm going to be looking forward to uh, this Saturday specifically. I think probably the most out of anything is just how is that O line doing? What uh, what time is this game on? And uh, can we can we watch it on the on the television? I think noon. it's pretty early. I think it's like a noon game, yeah. Noon, noon o'clock. Noon central or yeah, noon central. We're all oh yeah yeah you're you're in a different. We're not all. We're all in different time zones, my guy. Yeah, noon your Joe's. time, Joe. Joe's the only weirdo here that's actually in Illinois time. Central. Time I don't know. False. I don't know what channel this game's on. False. Fox. Well, I'll just watch my local Chicago channel then. Oh, I'm not local Chicago, but I have access. Fox. Anyway, let's go back to those wide receivers, Chris. Yeah. So we got we got Harry Hurt. He he's on the shelf for a while. Hurt um, Harry. Quickly on that, he is out. If he is out eight weeks, say worst of the worst, say he's out for eight weeks. Does he even make this roster? Could they just put him on the pup and find out later? Uh, yeah, I guess that is an option. Or, or IR him? Can they IR him? I don't know. Uh, designated to return or whatever? Not sure. I believe that would probably be... Would probably be an option, yeah. David Moore is also hurt? Jesus. Well, I, I don't know if he was going to make the team anyway, but... Uh, Who, David Moore? But, yeah. But now we have Pringle out. We have Valus Jones out. We have Harry out. So right now the Bears receiving core is ESB, Mooney, Daz Newsom maybe, and Cole Komet. That's not, not too looking bad. good. Uh, I would like to see the Bears do what they did with the O-line, just bring in there's, – there's quite a few veteran receivers I think are available um, you know, I've heard some name of some garbage men out on the trade block, possibly. That's, do not try and revive Jalen Rager's career here. Just go sign a veteran. It's bring in ancient T.Y. Hilton. 
Just whatever. T.Y. Helmet. T.Y. Helmet. Just someone. Cole Beasley. It doesn't matter. Manuel Sanders. One of these dudes who's on their deathbed. <laughs> T.Y. Helmet. I mean, do you guys agree? Don't you think mm. one of those one of these old dudes could help out a little bit? So where's so Tajay Sharp's still in the mix, right? Yeah, Sharpay, I guess. Sharpay, I've heard he, I've think, heard he's done well. Yeah, I think ESB is probably going to win the outside role to start. Yeah. So Mooney, Pringle, St. Brown. I mean, pretty much locks. Bayless Jones, lock. That's four. What have we heard about? Uh, what about? What have we heard about? Um, Dante Pettis. Anything? That's what I was gonna say. Not much, man. Not, Not enough much. to make the team. Apparently, there's this other guy, Finky, Chris Finky, who's been getting reps, but I have no idea who he is. Yeah, that, Isn't that the guy from like. Uh, he went to some yeah tiny ass school. Yeah, he went to like. Ram Mountain State or something crazy like that. St. Mary's School for the Blind. <laughs> so the if you don't follow what's the old boy's name that has put together the threads? Weston Wields. Oh, Weston Wields. He he's a big Winky fan or Finky fan. <laughs> Winky. <laughs> Weston Wields wakes Winky. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm dying. Uh where is this dude? Oh, oh man, is, is Winky gonna make the roster there, Chris? Uh that's the word. It's the word on the street from Western Wheels. I cannot find this guy. This there's no way Winky's making the roster. What's old boys? What's the punter's name? Because that's his other handle. Is something he changed it? He changed it. He did. God damn it, Weston! I'm trying to give you some props and some cred, bro. <laughs> now you're too hard to fucking find. That's that's not that's not a thing. That should be a he, thing, man. It should, it should be easy to find. Let's see. Anyway, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think. Yeah, uh, what's his name's a practice squad guy? Uh, Dude, Chris, Chris Finky went to Notre Dame. How do you not know him? He's a Golden Domer. He's five nine, one eighty six. Golden Brown Domer. St. Brown wins it. Golden Domers too, but we don't talk about it. He's not great there. Cole Komet was not really. You can't name like Purdue people like. Off the back of your hand, other than Mike Allstott, so Drew Brees. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, Simba Webster. He's a he's another person. <laughs> you just like him because he was in Lion King, dude. Hey, my oh, kids. Like dude, now they need to sign Ty Helmet. Ty Helmet or freaking Beasley. Just time one of them deeds. Anyone. Just don't don't trade for Jalen Rieger. What about what about OBJ? He's got a busted ACL. Yeah, but apparently he played through it like all through that offseason or all through that second half of the year. 
I don't think he would play through it to join the Bears, dude. <laughs> he played for it because he's on the Rams, a contender. Yeah, he's going for the Super Bowl. He's not going for the toilet bowl here. You know, you know, you know. So, like, Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley were on the Bills. Why yeah. are they coming? Now, Will Fuller's the guy they need to sign. Yeah, I agree. People are like, oh, he might only play four or five games. I'm like, well, I'd rather see him for four or five games than Chris Winkie. Where'd he go to school? Notre Dame. Oh, <laughs> Chris Winkie? No, but you know my point. It's like if you're, Wolf, Wolf I feel Fuller. like taking taking a shot on Will Fuller is about the same as taking a shot on reviving Jalen Rieger's career. Like it's the same thing. You're just relying on something that's probably not going to happen. But you might as well take your shot. Well, shit, dude. I mean, how is it any different than Tajay Sharp and Dante Pettis, right? It's not, but I'm saying that's what people's argument is. So we oh. should we should we should trade for Denzel Mims or we should trade for Jalen Rieger. Like they're young and they have upside. Well, it's like you can sign Will Fuller and not have to give up any picks and just see I don't if hate he'll the stay Mims healthy. I, I don't hate the Mims idea, depending on what I it just costs. Yeah. My my basically my point is stop wasting picks on things that might not work out and just sign someone for now. Till we what can about, fix this next year. What about John Ross? I I'd take a shot on. Him. I don't really love John Ross, but fuck it. How do we even know what he is? You know, he's barely played. Yeah. I don't know. I've always liked Will Fuller a lot. I feel like Will Fuller is supremely talented when he's actually been on the field. So I agree. I love Will Fuller. Um, he he's he's got game. Like you said, when he is on the field, he's got game for three weeks. Well, how many weeks is Jamison Williams out, dude? He won't. He won't. He'll probably come in for the Lions in November. So what's that for? So more than three weeks. Yeah, seven or eight, six or seven. So make sure I understand what we're talking about. Well, Fuller's a, a an NFL talent. Hey, and maybe it gives you the three to six weeks you need for Nikhil Harry to come off the pup or whatever. Who knows if that guy, that guy, I mean, that would suck to just, I mean, trade any asset, regardless of if it's a throwaway pick or not, just to have the guy get hurt and not make the team because he gets hurt. So I think they'll yeah. probably pop or IL him. IL? IR. IL. IR. Same it's thing. It's still baseball season. Give me a break. I don't know why oh. they're going to change things. We have, I have one other thing I wanted to bring up before we uh, close it down here. Breaking uh, news. Kind of. I don't really think this has been talked about, but Kyler Gordon really hasn't practiced much for the Bears. I uh, I don't know if you guys have been following it, but he's been hurt almost all of camp. Calls for I concern thought, here or no? I thought they were talking about how he was rotating in and out of the slot and out the outside, like all. He, well, he, he's like he's like in and out every other day. He's like always hurt with a hamstring or something like that. He hasn't practiced the past few days. I guess I haven't heard enough of it to really. That's what I mean. It hasn't been, it hasn't been talked about. People are just like, yeah, he's not out here again. Or, Hey, he's riding the bike. I don't know what to say about that. I don't really got a whole lot. If, if I don't. What did you say? Talking about how good he was going to be and how good he was. He was. I was talking about Brisker. Oh, I thought you said Gordon. I'm sorry. 
before I was talking about Brisker, Brisker is the one that's been making a lot of plays at camp besides when Cole commits burning him down the seam. But, uh, yeah, Gordon. Hmm. Yeah. Third consecutive, uh, practice on Sunday. Yeah. And he was out before that a little bit too. Undisclosed. Something to monitor because he definitely needs some of these preseason reps first. Chad Henney. Who? Chad Henney. Chad Henney thrown to guys that are going to be selling insurance in a month. Y'all betting the Bears this weekend? No. I kind of stopped betting. It got frustrating. Got frustrating. Got annoying. Sweet soul. I'll still have one account open, but I closed multiple accounts. Bears are a three and a half point favorite over unders at 35. 35 criminy. That's a fat over, dude, in a preseason game. No, it's not, man. Overs are trash in the preseason. Didn't the Raiders game crush it, dude? Again. Versus the Jags? It was so uneventful that I don't know. <laughs> 35 is low, I think, especially because Fields is probably going to be playing for like the whole half. Uh, is he, or are we going to see a whole lot of Trevor Simeon? Even then, man, Simeon, you don't want to fuck with him in the preseason. That's true. That's true. I mean, that guy's been, that guy actually started some games before. So was Henny, actually. Yeah, Henny was the Dolphins know. guy forever, dude. I might take, I might take the over on that. I could see, uh. A 17-14 game. Isn't that still under? Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, like, wait a minute. Is my math that bad or is Lucas like trying to bet the over but can't do 28-17 or something like that? I feel like, I don't know. I feel like second string defenses just aren't very good. They're not, but neither are second string offenses. Yeah, but I feel like uh, Huh? The Bears are gonna. Uh, it's gonna be like. Uh, it's gonna be like twenty-four to ten. Chief Bears. Nah, nah, nah. He refused won't stand for that, dude. Isn't it like hasn't the Ravens like not lost a preseason game in like five years or something? Doesn't Harbaugh go like all out to win those? Yeah, Harbaugh's like got a some 23, 24 game winning streak. That's insane. Are you for real? Yeah, yeah dude, he, he, he tries so hard. Crazy. In the, he, he tries so hard in the preseason. Their, their winning streak is 20, 20 in a row. Good God. I don't know about you, Lucas, but I'm ready for the song. Yeah, Joe playing. I'm I'm falling asleep over here. I'm tired. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Make every play clear the way to victory. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Put up a fight with the might so fearlessly. We'll never forget the way you thrill the nation. 
with your T formation, bear down, Chicago Bears. And don't forget while you're wearing the crown, you're the pride and joy of Illinois, Chicago Bears, bear down. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.